Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're taking another look at the demand for housing. It's an area that is weak compared with homestead housing. You see, when you look at housing demand, you often hear the statement, everyone needs a place to live. And that's true. But if we go back to the financial crisis and look at the counties in the U.S. that had large numbers of foreclosures, a disproportionate number of those foreclosures were in fact on second homes. The outsized number of foreclosures in Miami-Dade County and Broward County were among the highest in the country. Maricopa County, which comprises municipalities of Phoenix, Scottsdale, Mesa, Tempe, Glendale, over 20 in all, had some of the highest foreclosure rates in the nation. What distinguishes these locations is that a large proportion of these residences are in fact second homes. In moments of financial distress, people will sacrifice their second home to protect the family homestead. That makes perfect sense. Most rational people would do the same thing. It's a bit misleading to conclude that when a family loses a home to foreclosure, they're now homeless and looking for a rental property. If it was their primary home, then yes, that's true. But if it was a second home, then chances are the owner experienced some financial pain, but probably did everything in their power to protect their primary assets. Here we are, somewhere in the latter stages of the pandemic. Demand for vacation homes can only be described as white-hot. Even last night in my local investor meetup, we had people talking about investing in vacation rentals. These small investors are watching the strong income stream that's possible and jumping into the market. One of my consulting clients recently put their off-grade home on a lake into the short-term rental market and secured over $6,000 in bookings in less than a week. What's missing from the picture is what happens when travel and vacation patterns return to pre-pandemic levels. See, markets tend to overreact, and we see it over and over again. I'll give you a data point. The flight from Montreal to Rome was essentially canceled earlier this year at the height of the lockdown. The flight was only reinstated a few weeks ago. Already, virtually every flight has been oversold. The airline has added more flights per week. Those two are oversold. Yes, for the summer of 2021, a lot of vacation decisions have been made, and clearly demand for local vacation accommodations within driving distance exceeds supply. The tourism hotspots are still experiencing a fraction of their previous volume, but there's pent-up demand. Both my sister and I have been looking for flights to Europe to visit family in recent weeks, and I know I'm not alone. People buying these second homes are justifying their purchase based largely on their ability to borrow and some simple math. The simple math shows that at current rental rates, a few weeks of summer rental will pay for the carrying cost of the property for the entire year. You're basically getting a property for free. But in moments of financial stress, history has shown that people will dump those properties in a heartbeat. I'm seeing people pay what I consider to be outrageous prices for very poor quality cottages in good locations. If the home is a high quality home in a good location on a lake or in the mountains, I can understand it. The home has the potential to be a four-season primary residence. If market conditions change and all of a sudden the revenue is not so great and the cost of maintenance goes up, these properties are going to appear on the market in a short period of time. I want you to remember how quickly market conditions can change. Even in my home market of Ottawa, Canada, we've seen inventory of homes for sale increase by 50%. That's right, 5-0 in a two-week period from the start of July to the middle of July. This is after a consistent trend of 18 months of falling inventory. 
If we go back to the financial crisis that started in 2008, prices fell about 33% across the nation as a result of the financial crisis. But prices in Maricopa County fell an average of 56%. Some of the properties I bought had fallen far more than that. A disproportionate number of these properties were second homes. There was a similar phenomenon in Las Vegas and in South Florida and Orlando. And if you're not sure about markets overreacting, just look at the price of lumber. Lumber peaked in early May at $1,710 per thousand board foot. As of yesterday, the price was down to $608 per thousand board foot. And the price shows no sign of upward pressure, despite the continuing robustness in new construction. We're talking about a 64% decline in price in about 60 days. We're not accustomed to managing price volatility. In the moment, in the heat of the current market conditions, the price today seems to make sense. At least it's possible to explain why the price is what it is, but with the wisdom of hindsight, it's easy to see how distorted the perspective can become for periods of time. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.